0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd
1: like you to go to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 5. Of course, that's not Mark Godlewski's book, our elder here. (laughs) He is powerful, but we're... (laughs) He is. (laughs) Mark 5. Thank you so much, Cody. Appreciate you. I'm going to uh, somewhat modify this message tonight. I don't know how long I'm, I'm really going to to go this evening. And I, I know it's late already. And I guess who really cares that it's late, right? <laughs> I, um, I want to look at this text tonight. I'm going to preach from the text, and I'm going to preach to the text. But I want you to look at this story. <clears throat> We're going to begin in verse 21, reading in just a few moments. And um, e- actually, every time that I, I open to Mark 5 is actually very special for me personally, as just as Brian. Um, in 1994, um, I actually started preaching. 1994, and um, when I opened the scriptures, my my Bible here, I I preached a message in Dublin, Dublin, Ohio, and the message was, "What will stop your bleeding? What will stop your bleeding?" And it was about the woman with the issue of blood, and I really didn't know how to preach. I was very, I'm a young man, but I was a very very young man in 1994. <laughs> And um, this church asked me to preach, and my lovely wife was there. She remembers the night very well. The power of God broke out in the most unusual, extraordinary way. (laughs) The worship team was completely drunk in the spirit. They could not even merge and play together. They were trying to play all different types of songs. They were so bombed in God. And Brendan and I started praying for people, and it was just... um, it was let the bodies hit the floor night. <laughs> it was really wild, and it was powerful. And I was the most shocked person in the room. That's, that's, it's not false humility. I was the most shocked person in the room. And um, that night I ministered out of Mark chapter 5, and God just just moved so beautifully. But um, I want to use this, this story this powerful story about Jairus and the desperation of a man named Jairus and the situational trauma that he found himself in with his family, with his daughter, with his servants. And I want to just use it tonight really as a prophetic template or a uh, prophetic parallel As it relates to the spiritual realm um, and the natural realm, the terrain of the United States of America. Because we find ourselves in a very, very peculiar place right now. And the next few moments, I don't really know how long I'm going to go. My message to you tonight is America is not dead. (laughs) Ha, ha. I've seen a number of people, even people that I love, love very deeply, writing and saying things like America has died, America is dead. And that really grieves me. It's a terrible confession. It really grieves the Holy Spirit. God's not done with America. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even. Are you kidding me that God's not? God's done with America. America's not died, folks, and we're not dead. We may be sleeping, but we're about to be woken up. (laughs) So I want us to look at this text tonight, and we're in Mark 5, as you know. Hallelujah. This is powerful. Now, when Jesus had crossed over, I'm in verse 21, again by the boat, to the other side. A great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Of course, this is the Sea of Galilee. Some of us in this room, we've been there together, and isn't it majestic? It's, it's my wife's favorite part of all of Israel, the Galilee region. Man, there's such a kiss of God's presence at the Sea of Galilee. It's just unexplainable. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue. Notice his distinction. Notice his identity, his distinction here. He's one of the rulers of the synagogue. This is a guy that had notoriety, okay? He he had a great influence. Are you with me? He was a ruler of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, capital H, him, who's that? Jesus. He fell at his feet. And he begged him earnestly, saying, my, my little daughter, she lies at the point of death. Come, lay your hands on her, that, I, that she might be healed, and she will live. And Jesus, he went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. What does that mean? That means that they were pressing in on all sides of Jesus. They were thronging him, pressing, pressing in on Jesus verse 25, and now there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. It means they were doing all that they could do. She was in and out of the doctor's office. They were trying to do everything they could possibly, potentially do to stop the flow of blood that this woman was enduring. 12 years, Right? She had spent all that she had. She had spent all that she had. She was no better, but she rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she had said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now notice that. She said. She said it before she pressed through the crowd. Somewhere in secret, somewhere in prayer, she made a faith profession or a faith declaration. If I could just touch Jesus' clothes, I know I will be healed. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And then Jesus immediately Knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and he said, who touched my clothes? (laughs) And his disciples said to him, Lord, you've been in the sun too long. Are you kidding me? What do you mean who touched your clothes? Uh, 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 Hello? Uh, Hello? Everybody's touching you. Right? Judas said, Lord, check your wallet. Touch my clothes. Disciples said, uh, uh, you, see, you, you see the multitude thronging you, and you ask, Who touched me? I mean, this is kind of a funny moment. Who touched you? What? He looked around to see who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, she came and she fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And while he was speaking, here we go. While he was speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, right? Jairus' house. Some of them came from the house and they said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. You know, when I read that, I really feel this. I mean, let yourself feel the text tonight. You've read it many times, but don't be overly familiar with it. Let yourself feel the text. When I hear in my heart... Jesus' words there, I feel the presence of the Father. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I'm telling you, those words are so fatherly. In that moment, the voices cry out, she's dead. It's over. Don't trouble Jesus any longer. When Jesus hears the words, he turns, do not be afraid. Only believe. And he permitted no one to follow except Peter, James, and John, and uh, and, uh, John, the brother of James. And then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, and saw a tumult of those who wept and were weeping and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, "Uh, why do you make this commotion and weep? child is not dead, but is sleeping. This is interesting. Look at verse 40. And they ridiculed him. <laughs> Could you imagine this? And they ridiculed. What must that have looked like? They're just jeering Jesus, almost like gasping, like you've got, you've got to be kidding me. Can you imagine this? They ridiculed him. And when he had put them all outside, he took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Man, I feel this. He took the child by the hand and he said, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, Arise. Immediately the girl arose, walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded. (laughs) Here it is again. Jesus, boy, he's wild. He commanded them strictly that no one should know it. And said something should be given to her to eat. Now. A few observations of this word tonight, a few observations, and I don't know how long I'm going to go, but I just feel like the Lord really wanted me to impart this this evening. And I want to start, I want to start with this question. Maybe it's a question you want to write down in your notes, and for those of you that are not taking notes, go ahead and write it down too. If Jesus is about ready to raise someone from the dead, would he ask you to leave the room or would he ask you to stay? That is where we begin tonight. If Jesus was about to raise someone from the dead, would he ask you to remain in the room or would he ask you to leave. This is very interesting. It says in verse 40, they ridiculed him, but when he had put them all outside. Wow. Notice, notice, it doesn't say that he looked at his disciples and said, Take care of my light work. <laughs> he didn't say, Clear the room, boys. It says, He cleared the room. In other words, he had to deal with their unbelief. He had to deal with an atmosphere. He had to deal with the words of death, the atmosphere of death, right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? He had to deal with it. Then he only allowed certain ones to go into that room. I'll tell you what, I want to be the disciple that Jesus says, Brian... I want you to linger and stay and come on in here. How about you? That's who you want to be. Come on. That's who you want to be. Now, as we get into the story, here's what I want to set up prophetically tonight because we're not just rehearsing historically the text. We're talking in prophetic landscapes tonight. We're talking in prophetic colors and shades as we're painting the story of what God is doing in the landscape and the terrain of 2021. We are, we are in a process right now, much like Jairus, and we are in a process right now where voices have cried out and said, it's over and it's done, and there's really no use of bothering Jesus anymore with it. Are you alive out there? And in that moment, see, in the story, Jairus is in a process. Jairus has asked Jesus to come to his home. Jesus says, I will. But then Jairus is actually, as they're in the process of moving with this throng of people, Jairus has a little obstacle To overcome. How many of you know we we have obstacles in life to get over? And and what's interesting is this woman shows up out out of nowhere, touches Jesus' clothes. It stops Jesus in his tracks. She touches Jesus like no one had ever touched Jesus before. And it literally stopped God. And Jesus turns and says, who touched me? He feels virtue. He feels power flowing from him. Now, you know know that there's urgency on Jairus, but now the train has stopped. What's he going through? He's going through the process of learning patience and endurance. Jesus had already given the word, I will come. And now they're in transit. Now they're mobile. Now they're moving. Now a miracle is has broken out. But right after the miracle, it's always like this. Jesus said it would be like this. He said that the enemy always comes immediately to steal the word which was sown. Are you with me? The enemy always comes immediately to steal the word which was sown because the enemy knows the power of the word. Are you hearing me? The word is incorruptible. The word will do exactly what God said it will do. But the words that come forth right after the miracle are the voices of death. There's no use in even going through this anymore. Stop the train. Stop the process. Stop the the tears or, or stop the prayers or whatever. Do not bother Jesus. And there he is. Here's the voices. And Jesus turns. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Now, how many of you know that signs and wonders follow them that believe? Signs and wonders don't follow those who live in doubt and unbelief. We are in a process right now where the voices of the naysayers... Are speaking death. We're, we're in a time even in this hour where those that those prophetic voices that had their, their heads screwed on straight and their boots laced up are even kind of they're, they're just kind of squandering and wondering what what in the world has happened, trying to figure out, befuddled what has happened. Yet the word of the Lord remains true. I'm going to say it again. What is on trial right now is not the true prophetic word of the Lord. What is on trial is the body of Christ, their ability to actually stay positioned under the power of the prophetic word and believe it all the way through till its manifestation breaks forth. There is a term, and it's a nursing term, and it's called palliative. Did I say it right? Palliative. Thank you. I had to ask Sandra. I said, hey, take a look at my notes. I want to say, you're you're a nurse. She's like, palliative. The term palliative, palliative care. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Palliative care. It is a nursing term. And what it is, is, I looked it up, it it is a term that expresses this. It it is a type of care that actually provides relief from, from symptoms or stress during the final days of someone's life that is fighting a severe illness. Did you catch that? This palliative care, all right? Now, the goal... Of this kind of care, now, we're, uh, we're familiar, I guess, really more with the term of hospice, right? Hospice care, where we have, you know, folks that go into homes. We've got nurses, great nurses here, you know, that serve in our community and have for decades. And thank God for them. Amen. Let's thank God for them. Amen. <laughs> something, uh, something you decide know, but something you need to know about this, about our culture. Folks, we, we thank God for doctors and nurses, <laughs> We, we don't curse doctors and nurses, and, and, and we don't condescend them when we go into the, to the doctors and the hospitals to pray for individuals. We thank God for doctors and nurses. We pray over them. We speak perfection over their hands, and that God uses them extraordinarily. All healings from God. Say amen. All, all healings from God. But this type of care, the goal is to improve the actual quality of life, both to the patient and to the family. And I don't want you to misunderstand, actually, what I'm going to submit to you. Okay? Because we honor all doctors and nurses, so I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm about to submit to you. But this administration right now, That is moving in Washington, D.C. They are administrating a palliative care because they believe that the, the old order of America, the old order of the nation is dying. And they are under a demonic inspiration to move us into a new America or a new world order. Very rapidly. That is why they are in such a hurry right now. Now, they're trying to help our nation get there. And what do I mean by that? They're they're trying to bring a death. Hear this with prophetic ears tonight. They're trying to bring in a death of an old order to bring in a new global America with a new government. Now, let me be clear about what's happening in this administration. This is an agenda right now to purge, to purge, right, this nation and to bring in a new vision for a global America. We we are in a fight for the very life and the very soul of our nation with globalists. You understand that? These globalists are, they have bought in completely They've given themselves over to what we know to be the new world order system, okay? And they're nursing a a nation its way to a death so they, they can begin something new. They would like to actually wipe away. They would like to actually erase our foundations, right, with no previous history, that would challenge their agenda. That's what we saw all last year as our nation was actually under siege. And cities in, our, in this country were burning with fire throughout our nation. They're trying to remove the foundations and the pillar stones, the sacred pillars of this great country. In this new global America, this new vision of the global America that they have the only, the only notable history, i say that, notable history would be of liberal breakthroughs out of a false narrative that they build on false foundations and a rewriting and a propaganda of literally history itself. Are you with me? Now, they don't ask God into the equation because they neither know God. Or the, and they neither believe in God but there's an effort right now of putting down our nation of putting down the people, the citizens of this great land, putting down the businesses of America, abusing, breaking the hearts of our citizens, especially trying to shut down all opposition whatsoever and a massive a massive attempt, to bulldoze the church at large. They want to wind down the clock on our beloved USA. But there's a big surprise coming. Do you know what the big surprise that is coming is? It is that the ecclesia were the ones that went out and actually inquired and asked Jesus to come to their house. Oh, yes. Oh, you got to stay with me tonight. There is a big surprise that is coming because we invited Jesus into the house. I say Jesus is coming to the house. I say Jesus is coming to the house. He says, I am the God of resurrection. I am the first. I am the last. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. Nothing is over until God says it's over. Nothing is over until God says it's over. Nothing is over. No dates, no dates, no certification of votes, no July 6, no July 20. God is not on man's schedule. God is not colliding and making sure that the prophetic words are in sync or in rhythm with man's ideas. He'll say when it's over, his will will come forth. Now, lest you think that I'm just hanging everything on Donald Trump, what I'm talking about is the kingdom of God being on full display and manifested. We are going into the greatest revival on planet Earth, and no one can stop it. It looks like death. It looks like death. It feels like death. I hear voices of death, but I know, I know the Lord is coming to awaken the sleeping giant. He's going to heal America. The Lord is going to heal and restore America. He's going to heal us. He's going to bring us back from our terminal illness that has afflicted her. God's original intent, his righteous foundations, the sacred pillars that built this great United States to honor God. They're going to hold fast. Our pillars are going to hold fast. We have been through turbulent storms before. My God, folks, we've been through a civil war. We've got a history to look back on to go God was with us then and God is with us now. And God was the, was the father and the God of this great land then. And he's still the Father and the God of this great nation. Now, we are still one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty. Hallelujah. Come on. I want to declare that America will come off of her sickbed. America will come off of her deathbed. People are saying the Republic is dead. God says, no, she's just asleep. (laughs) Did you hear that? You heard it, didn't you? People are saying the Republic is dead. The nation is dead. No, 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 no. She's just asleep. I say the kingdom is here. Kingdom is here now. And the Republic of the United States of America is very much alive within its people. It's pulsating in us. Now, I have to go back to this statement in verse 38. When Jesus arrived at the house, they ridiculed him, and he had to put them away. (laughs) He had to put them away. Jesus had to deal with atmospheres, and so do we. We have to deal with atmospheres. We have to deal with voices that are speaking contrary to the word of the Lord. Listen, when the word of the Lord is not in someone's mouth, you shouldn't be listening to them. You can love them. You can forgive them. You can bless them, you can pray for them, but they don't have to be a counsel in your life. You don't allow this unbelief and voices of death over this country to sway you. You need to be under the atmosphere of faith, audacious, radical, miracle, breakthrough faith that we declare here in this house, in our worship, in our declarations. God is going to have his way in America. I'm not trying to be optimistic. I'm not cheerleading. I'm not pom-pom, pom-pom, pom-poming and high-kicking and cheerleading for you. I'm not doing that at all. I'm telling you, the word of the Lord stands forever. The word of the Lord stands forever. And God is not done with America. We are, we are all in a process right now. Just like Iris was in a process. We are in a process of sifting. We are in a process of pruning. God is pruning us. You know, my, my, we were out together, some of us, for breakfast. And, and my wife said something that, that it was so simple, but it pierced my heart. She said, you know, we're all growing a lot in the, these seasons. And she's right. We're, we're all growing, aren't we? We're being pruned. We're, we're going through the adjustments. And, and God is going to bring adjustments to the apostolic movements and the prophetic movements. We are to also be very gracious as God does it. We are not to be the people who uh, enters into the civil war in the body of Christ. Folks, uh, life is too hard. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard enough. Going through the battles of life. We don't need to be fighting each other in the church. We need to forgive those. Just like we're in a process, they're in a process. And God will have his way. He will clean them. He will align them. He will recalibrate them. He will refocus them as he's doing with us as well. I implore you. Don't get involved in the scuttlebutt of fighting in the body of Christ. Fight evil. Fight the enemy. The good fight of faith. Fight the real enemy. Are you hearing me? Don't fight the body of Christ. That's just a good word right there. Hallelujah. Now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a f- few short things, and I'm, I'm just about there. Prophecy, prophecy is what? In its most simplest form, 1 Corinthians 14, the Apostle Paul, he tells us to actually earnestly burn, zealously to prophesy. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit, right? Now, this is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He says, earnestly burn with great zeal that you may prophesy. Well, prophecy in its most simplest form is what? It is hearing from God and speaking to men or women, right? It's not gender specific. Prophecy is hearing from God. It can happen in publics. You can be in aisle seven. You can hear the Lord whispering to you, speaking to you about an individual that's picking out crackers you can go and tell them the saltines are great. And by the way, I feel the Lord is saying. <laughs> Come on, that's how it works. The saltines, did you get that? Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Three people are with me. <laughs> Prophecy is hearing from God and speaking to men. And it's it's not it's not going up to somebody in aisle seven and saying, Don't say the Lord! It's just it's just Going, building an atmosphere of faith, praying in the spirit, Lord, you're going to use me right now, and then conveying to them what God is saying to you. Now, that happens to us all the time in our in our culture, and this, this should be happening to all of us all the time in our culture, right? In a kingdom culture, I mean, it is an atmosphere of faith, it's an atmosphere of revelation, it's an atmosphere of the prophetic, so we should be hearing things for other people people so prophecy is hearing from God and speaking to men but intercession is different intercession is actually hearing from God and then coming into alignment with it coming into agreement with it and then saying it back to God it's hearing from God coming into agreement with it and saying it back to God that's what pure intercession really is. Okay? So that when Jesus said, I want you to pray this way, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven, right? Right? He didn't give us a prayer that he was never going to be uh, willing to, uh, unwilling to answer. The Lord didn't just tell us to do that because it sounded awesome and we, would, we, we could never actually expect to reap the reward of it. No, if he told us to pray it, I, I've said it to you before, the genesis of that prayer came from the Father's heart. Because Jesus said, I don't, I don't say anything unless I hear my Father saying it. I don't do anything unless I hear I see my Father doing it. Right? That's John five nineteen and 20 and 21. Right? Right? So when Jesus said, pray this way, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven... What has to happen is that when God speaks from His throne in the earth realm, who the Lord has given the earth to, Psalm one fifteen verse sixteen says. It, Psalm twenty four one says what? It says the heavens, even the heavens belong to the Lord, and the and the earth is the, is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But then you read in Psalm one fifteen verse sixteen, it says that. The Lord has given the earth over to the sons of men for their dominion. So we have authority in the earth realm. So intercession is hearing from God. And in the earth realm, it is met by men and women that hear it. And we say it back to God so that it can be on earth as it is in heaven. God has to find men and women who agree with him and will say in the earth realm, this is how it's going to be legislative. Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. How is it going to happen? It's those that hear what the Lord is saying. Uh, freshly and have heard the word of the Lord, what the Lord has already said, they set theirself into congruence with the agreement and alignment in the earth realm. They declare it. They decree it. And because God sees that his sons and daughters of covenant have decreed it, he has something to write into the earth upon. That's how it happens. Prophecy is hearing from God and speaking to men and women. Intercession is hearing from God and then saying it back to him. And you continually say it. And you continually say it. You know how I'm so convinced that the Holy Spirit is going to root through the belly of this beast in the United States of America? And he's going to bring full exposure and unprecedented judgment on this beast system in the earth? Because he keeps saying to me, son, I want you to keep decreeing it and saying it because I'm saying it from my throne. And he found me. He found me, and I said, I'm in total agreement. And I just say it back to him. And I lead you in saying it back to him. And we move from an individual anointing to a corporate anointing. And we start decreeing it as a family. And what we say in this room matters. How we pray in this room matters. What we declare in this room matters And the Lord hears it. His eyes found us. He sees us. He hears the decree that he got us pregnant with. And the seed is growing. And now our spiritual bellies are out there and we're pregnant with the word of the Lord. And it's going to come forth and be birthed. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. It's going to come forth. God's going to deal with all of this in in America and in the nations. God's not going to remain silent. In all of this, he's not. He's not even biting his tongue. He's already spoken. He's already spoken. First Peter says, "We have this more sure word of prophecy already." God's already spoken. What is what is in balance right now is who will actually heed and fear the word of the Lord. took me a while to round third base, and now I've rounded it, and I'm about to slide headfirst into home base. Are you with me? So the ecclesia has to keep saying what God is saying. Say this, I'm going to keep saying what God is saying. I'm going to keep saying what God is saying. I'm going to stay in agreement with God. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to make an apology. I'm not going to back out of it. Because if I do, the Father would be looking at me, son. Where are you going? I see you backing away from me. What are you doing? Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are moving into an epic, unprecedented outpouring of the Spirit that cannot be stopped. We are are part of the storyline of awakening and revival. This body... This tribe of people, this pride of lions and lioness, we are being prepared for great, great awakening. And we are part of an ecclesia that is not, we we are part of the church that's not moving away or embarrassed of the word of the Lord. We're not embarrassed of the word of the Lord. We're not the ones in retreat. Guys, we're not retreating in this hour. We're running forward with the word of the Lord. We're like the company of Davids. While everyone else stood and and looked on the other side of the valley and everybody arrayed for battle, he was like, let's get this on. Let's get this on. And he ran towards Goliath. Oh, I love it. It's audacious faith. It's radical faith. Jesus used these words. He said, Talitha kumi, which means arise, little daughter. And I hear the Lord as I read these scriptures today saying, arise, America. America shall be saved. Healing is coming to America. Revival and awakenings coming to America. Reformation will manifest in this nation. There is a song coming out of heaven, and this is what I wrote down as I was with the Lord today. There is a song that's coming out of heaven. It is the song of deliverance for America, and it shall thunder, and it shall be heard, and there shall be great rejoicing throughout the land from sea to shining sea. America shall fulfill her birthright. America shall fulfill her prophetic destiny. And our ancient markers and our foundations shall hold fast in the covenant that God made with the founders, the men and women of this great nation. We're in transit. We're being mobile. We're moving towards a miracle. What people have said is a death. The voices of death are speaking. What will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. What will you believe? What will you believe? I close tonight with this question. If Jesus was going to raise a nation from the dead, would he ask you to leave? Or would he ask you to come into the room? I believe he would ask victory. Come on into the room. Come on into the room. The Lord has summons us. He has summoned us as a family. The Holy Spirit is summonsing you and I. To bring America back to life. The sleeping giant will awaken and rise. God will have the final say. And it's never over till He says it's over. Amen. Amen. Cody, would you come just for the next few minutes? We're just going to flow here, and um, I want to I pray for you. I'm going to let you go in just a minute. And Steve, if you if you feel like you want to release that word. I'll have you come. Why don't you just come now? Come now, and um, but I, I want everyone to just put out your hands to receive. And 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 really, it's just like if I said, "Hey, I, if I I've got a gift for you, you," what would happen is you would put your hands out just to receive it, and I'd place the gift in your hand. And we know we know again that the Holy Spirit is here. He's ministering. He's wooing. He's speaking. He's speaking a multiplicity of things beyond what I've even communicated in this short, simple message tonight. But the Holy Spirit is releasing gifts to this family. And the angels of God are here to release gifts to this family. So, Lord, Lord we thank you for <laughs> gifts and packages and surprises. Gifts and packages and surprises for every man in this room and every woman in this room and our precious children lord throughout the campus tonight gifts revelation faith 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 miracles healing in jesus name faith healing So, Lord, I, I, I thank you, Lord. You've made me confident in your voice and in your words. So I'm going to decree over your people right now what you just told me. I just take the sword of the Spirit. And I cut off of you and cut away from you voices that have hindered you in your journey. Voices that became dangerous. Voices that spawned unbelief and hopelessness by the sword of the Spirit, I cut it off of you right now in Jesus' name. I cut off hopelessness. I cut off hope deferred in Jesus' name. I cut off those dangerous voices of unbelief that caused, caused you to stumble, and I speak to the purity of your faith tonight to come alive and burn. I speak to your faith to come alive and and burn in Jesus' name in Jesus' name now those who wait upon the Lord they shall recover or renew their strength they they shall mount up as wings of eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint we wait on the Lord We wait on His counsel and His strategy. He is carving our path on the royal path of life. He's making the way. Our our way maker is making the way before you for all of 2021. It's going to be a miracle year for you. A miracle year. It's going to be a breakthrough year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just want to pull uh, out of the atmosphere what was declared about 30, 35 minutes ago that there is generational blessing being released into families tonight. We decree generational healing, healing, generational miracles to flow through families, through mothers, through fathers tonight, into mothers, into fathers, into children tonight in the name of Jesus no more collateral damage we declare collateral blessing (laughs) collateral blessing just be released boom 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 boom. through the generational line breakthrough and deliverance breakthrough and deliverance salvation those wells of salvation are being broken open in the family lines in Jesus name right now we declare healing healing Jordan I want you to stand And lift your hands Over your mother Shelly Right now Stretch your hands Towards him right now In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Lord we declare Resurrection life Into Shelly Right now in Lakeland Lord as we stretch our hands We know there is no distance Time or space in you Right now the spirit of death Will not take her life We declare she will live She will live And not die And she will declare the glory of the Lord we declare the fullness of it tonight we declare the fullness of it tonight over Shelly's life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ miracle virtue restore her body miracle virtue flow through her body now now in the name of Jesus from the crown of your head Shelly to the soles of your feet The power of the resurrected Christ flow through you, raise you up, and declare you victorious over all cancer in Jesus' name. Come on, shout to the Lord the victory. Right now, right now. We declare it over you, Lois Cable, right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, over you, Chris. In the name of the Lord Jesus, fullness, fullness and victory. Your inheritance in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you give them the oil of joy for mourning. You put on a garment of praise and take off a spirit of heaviness. We bless you in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you that even now, power and anointing is being released to families everywhere. Those that we don't even know that they're listening or watching, those that are driving in their cars, those that are watching in our, we, we don't know. But Lord, right now, we send the anointing in Jesus' name. Be done, be healed, be blessed. Hallelujah. You got a few more minutes in you, church? Steve, come. And, um, Release what you feel the Lord is, is giving you tonight. This is our dear friend, Steve Hansen. Oh, man. <laughs> We've got a lot of years and a lot of, a lot of great mileage together. Those of you that went to Israel with us, you know, Steve was one of our hosts. And him and his, him and his wife pioneered a 24-7 house of prayer in the old city of David outside of Jerusalem right there. Incredible miracle story. And Steve, I love you. Uh, you know how deeply I love you, your family. And Steve's with us, and um, he's staying at our home, and he's flying out Monday. He's not here for the Super Bowl. <laughs> but he's he's flying out Monday. But it's so great to have him here tonight. And I just want you to release into the house what, whatever the Lord's saying to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just.
0: Holy, 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 holy. Yeah. Just release that out. I know it's. I know it's getting late. The Spirit of the Lord is here, and He wants to do something. beauty in your holiness Yeshua and we love you and we honor you tonight Holy One Brent if you'll come up here and stand next to Brian I've had this word burning in my heart for two years and the Lord said now is the time to release it And this word is for you all, but it's for this house. It's a mantle for this house. It's a mantle for this region. And as it's being released, I want you all to receive it as a house. Receive this for yourself and there's a few things that the Lord said to do and I'm going to do those things and prophetically do some things and I believe that the Lord is going to shift some things in the atmosphere and establish some things tonight the Lord says I the Lord your God establish a covenant with you tonight and I keep my covenants I keep my words, and they produce what I call forth in the heavens, and they produce what I call forth in the earth. So tonight, I respond to you, and I respond to you, my people. And I have come tonight to respond to your heart's cry. place that you have placed yourself in, a place of consecration, humility, and brokenness, and I respond, and I come as the breaker, and I come as Bel Perazim, God of the breakthrough, the hammer to break the rock in the hard place. And I break into your region and I unlock its increase and it will now yield to me. And even as the rain comes down, I say, I now call forth the latter in the former rains over your region and I command it to yield its increase. And I say that this is a place of my choosing. And many have said to me, give me a heart like David. But I say to you, you haven't asked me that. You've asked me to give you a heart like my son. So I release the greater measure to you. In this house. In this region. And I am releasing new mantles for the task at hand and the days ahead. New mantles for you, new mantles for the house, and new mantles in ministries for the region. And I, the Lord, open the well tonight of revival, awakening, glory, and fullness of my presence. And I say to you that the territorial stronghold, even now, begins to crumble before my very presence. For it is my time here to manifest my glory as I said I would. And you said, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me your glory. Show me your heart and show me the fullness of your son. You haven't sought fame. You haven't sought recognition. So I say to you, I honor you. I elevate you. And I release my apostolic mantle upon you. And at this moment, I want to do something prophetically. And I want to release something. I ask Mark and Kathy to help me with this. If you'll stretch this out, show it to the people real quick. The Lord says, "I release upon this house an apostolic and a prophetic mantle, and I call you as a house, as an apostolic beachhead." And I call you as a house, as an apostolic beachhead in this region. And for I am the one who establishes it I am the one who decrees it I am the one who declares my word and even now in this moment even as I declared earlier says the Lord that the things that have taken out the pastors by the knees in this region for decades I say I establish an apostolic government and an apostolic beachhead an apostolic and a prophetic mantle in this region that will release an anointing into this region. And I say that I bring down low that which has taken out the pastors and the shepherds in this region. And has taken them out at the knees and even brought things against them. That has made them want to quit and even driven them out of this region. I say now I release a mantle over this region. My mantle for I say it's my time. And I say that I place upon you an apostolic and prophetic mantle. And I say that the voice of the prophets will be heard in this region. The voice of the prophets will be declared and established in this region. The voice of the prophets will not be resisted in this region. And I say that the prophetic voice and the company of prophets that I have in this region and that I'm calling to this region will come and move forward with fire and will move forward and declare my word and watch what I do in this region. Watch, for I'm not a man. I'm not a man. I am not a man. I am the Lord, and I do not lie. I say to you, watch what I will do in your region. And this is the moment, and this is the time that I have chosen to place an apostolic, prophetic beachhead, And I say, now I place the mantle. Go ahead and place that on them. On this house. As an apostolic, prophetic house. With the circle of the fivefold. The apostolic, the prophetic, the pastors, company of pastors, teachers, and evangelists move in the spirit of revelation. Move in the spirit of unity. Move in my spirit. And bring forth my desire in a region. And I say it's not only for this region, but I now ignite it. And it will go to this nation. And it will go to the nations of the earth. For I have declared it, says the Lord. And I say to you. that I call this house an apostolic house, an apostolic beachhead by my heavenly mandate and decree. You didn't ask me for this. You asked me for my son and you asked me for my glory. But I do this now to establish my covenant and make an agreement with you in the earth. For I am drawing my lines and I'm drawing my boundaries with my covenant houses and my remnants in this hour. So I do this to declare my covenant with you, with this house, with this region, with this state. And yes, this house is the house that I am choosing to be the igniter, to be the ignition point. For what I am doing And it will spread, but I ignite it from here. I am establishing new structure in this house to hold the new wine. I am restructuring for the move of my spirit that is at hand. Here with your spirit. I call this a round house of the fivefold built on the foundation of the apostle and prophet. I call forth out of this house a company of shepherds to tend to the care of the people, to nourish, mature in the nurturing of the soul and the spirit. I call forth the teachers to equip and train in the word and spiritual principles, to bring forth the fullness of heaven's potential. And I call forth the prophetic evangelists, for I say to you, it's harvest time. I call forth those who are tent dwellers, and I kept hearing the song, taking it to the streets, taking it to the streets, you're taking it to the streets. And I kept seeing these tents, and I I shared this last time I was here, but, but I really believe the Lord wants to speak it again. I saw tents, tents, tents all over the place, and I saw worship. And I saw worship teams and going into the chaos. I saw evangelistic teams, prophetic healing coming out of the tents and souls being saved. And the Lord says, get out of the four walls. Get out in the streets for I am with you. Take church to the street and watch what I'll do. Yeah, it'll grow, and you'll get your place. You'll get your building. But your primary focus won't be here. It'll be out there. It'll be out there. Church out there. Church out there. And I'll bring in the harvest. And I'm calling forth out of this house a company of Nabi prophets to bubble up and declare the word of the Lord. done and you you said this today and it was funny the Lord says son hold out your hands take out the giants in the land take them out take out the giants I've given you the authority I've given you the mantle you're not looking for fame. you're looking for me and I'm about to show you what I'm going to do in this earth in a powerful way and I'm answering your heart's cry for I've placed it in you and I've placed it in you With you, the taunting and the jeering, you see Goliath standing in the valley. Swing the slingshot, swing the slingshot. I gave him to you, shared it today. (laughs) He said, I was walking out the door. He said, Steve, turn around, grab these stones. I said, I already got a bunch of stuff. He said, grab the stones, it'll mean something. He said, take out the giant in the land. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I bless and I declare and I decree over this house the apostolic and the prophetic mantle. Lord, I thank you for what you're establishing in this region and in this territory. And I thank you that even now it begins and the match is struck. And Father, I thank you that the outpouring of your spirit even now begins. And Father, I thank you for the company of apostles and prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists that you are raising up out of this house to take the land to take the land and the end time harvest and Lord you said this is the end time harvest so I decree over this house I decree the increase to see the increase of the harvest to see the increase of what the Lord has and I declare over you the momentum the anointing and the move of God that he said and he promised he would do And I say to you, resistance is removed, resistance is removed, resistance is removed. Hear it with your spirit, hear it with faith. There are times where God shifts something and the Lord says, tonight, watch how it manifests for I'm shifting it. Resistance is being removed, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's a few people that I have something to release over, if that's all right. There's a few people I have something to release over, if that's all right. Father, I just, I bless what you're doing. I bless what you're doing, and I bless what you're doing in this house. Josiah, if you'll stand up.
1: Yes, God. Yes, God.
0: And I'll do this quickly. Josiah, if you'll come down here. He says, Son, if you guys will stretch this out. It has the nations of the earth on it, it has a harvest. And he says, Son, not done I'm gonna take you back to the nations that you're gonna run you're gonna run go ahead and put it on and I say to you I mantle you with revival's fire for the nations I put it in your heart and you sat there and you sat there before the waters and the mountains and you dreamed with me and I say to you son the dream is not dead. And it's not over. It's alive. It's alive. And I say to you, you will go back to the nations and you'll go with great joy and great provision. And you'll go even as a different man. And as you were there and you were sitting and you were watching and you were growing and you were enjoying, I say to you, enjoy your time here too. For it's only but a moment, son, find a place with me here by the water. And listen to my voice like you did there. But know, son, that I have a mantle on you for the nations, like I told you, and I'll take you back. blow on you. And I call you forth even in this place. And where that sat heavy on you, I take it off, son. And I say, find your place by the water here with me. Yeah. I bless Josiah, God. Do it, Lord. Do it. Do it, Lord. Do it. Lydia, if you'll stand. Same for you. The Lord says, Lydia, I'm not done, I'm not done. I'm not done, I'm not done. You said, God, I don't even get my chance to run yet. I blow that off of you. I will open the door and you will go through. Find your place here for a moment nations will open up and I'll blow you forward receive of me here ah, and then feed my sheep and the nations from what you get here dive in and when the door opens run through it again and I'll give you all the provision you need even though it looked like what in world just happened my whole world just went crazy yeah i'm in control don't worry daughter you're going to the nations the call remains i bless her god now i bless her let the nations burn like fire let the word of the lord pull out the map weep again and i say hope deferred that's made your heart sick be broken weep over the nations for I'll take you to them for the harvest and hope hope the Lord says to you daughter he says I know you don't like this (laughs) you don't like being put on the spot I'm not doing it to embarrass you I'm doing it Hope. there's an anointing on your life you have such a gracious spirit but there's a fire in you and there's a tenacity in you that the world hasn't seen yet and there's a prophetic anointing of a seer anointing on you and I blow on it and I say to you daughter night visions day visions daydreams And I call forth your prophetic gifting. And this this is going to sound crazy to you because you're like, how in the world, Lord? And I don't want to. But I will have you declaring my word up on the platform. I will raise you up. I'll do it in my time. But know that I will use you to speak to a generation in the earth. And I will use you as a firebrand in the earth to declare my word of fire to a generation that's lost and gone far, far astray. So I speak over you, hope. You will bring my words of hope, and you will see right to the root. I will give you such discernment, you will go right to the root. When you lay hands on people, deliverance. it'll break and it'll snap so I bless you daughter and I say avail yourself to me and I'll visit you in the night seasons, and I'll whisper secrets of my heart write it down and I'll make it understandable and wisdom will come revelation will come and I blow upon you daughter Lord, refresh her now for the fire and oil. Mary and Pete, I'll use you. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. Healing, anointing. Healing oil. Healing salve I'll use you to bring my healing well, my healing salve. I bless them, God. I bless them. There's a couple more people and then I'm done. Jordan, the Lord says, Son, you felt like you're in a holding pattern, but I say to you, All walls removed, all doors open. It's time to run, son. It's time for you to run. It's time to you time for you to run in the tents. It's time for you to run. It's time for you to declare the word of the Lord. It's time for you, son. It's time for you. And I release you. And I say to you, run, son, with the gifting and the anointing that I've placed on your life. I remove all Walls and where you felt like you're in a holding pattern, I now say, the gates open. Run, 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 run. and one last. Thing. says to you son and daughter i've placed a prophetic mantle upon you and i release upon you the seer anointing and i release upon you the revelatory realm i release upon you the evangelistic anointing i release upon you the prophetic evangelistic anointing for what i'm doing in this hour and i'm going to use you in this hour to bring in the harvest and I say to you that I'm opening the door before you. And I'm going to use you. You've been faithful. You've been faithful. You've been faithful. And you've kind of been hidden in the back recesses. But the Lord says, now I bring you forward. And I'm going to use your voice. And I'm going to use what you have and what I've put in you. And it's going to grow. And it's going to grow. And it's going to grow. But the Lord says, I'm releasing upon you an anointing to see your mantle to see and to declare the word of the Lord and I see just like a power of evangelism I see an explosive thing around you it's just explosive explosive you're going to come up to people and things in their life are just going to explode and just bust off them and salvation is going to come forth with power They're going to be filled with Holy Spirit right there. And I say I will use you to bring people into my kingdom. And I'll show you straight into the heart issue of their heart. And you'll cut through all the fat and get right to the heart of the matter. Father, I bless them. I bless them. I bless them. I bless them. And there's one last thing it's over the worship team and i want to i want to put it up on on them real quick yeah yeah cody and sandra and mark and Kathy. Lord says, I'm releasing the revelatory realm in a new way. I'm releasing the spirit of prophecy in a new way. I'm releasing the spirit of prophecy through the worship, through the sound, through what's coming forth. I'm releasing my voice through what's gonna come forth in this house. There's a, there's, a, there's a mantle, there's a measure there, but I say I am releasing the cap. I am releasing it for it will reach far and it'll reach wide. And don't find it strange that in, in the middle of the worship, I'll say, hey, start singing over Denver. Hey, start singing over Holland. Hey. Here's the word. Release this sound over Germany. Hey! For I'm releasing a spirit of prophecy and I'm releasing the spirit of revelation, the testimony of my son over the worship and over the arts and over all that comes forth. And I say to you, soar to new heights, soar to new places, and watch what I do, and you'll hear the sound, you'll hear what I'm saying. You'll hear the rumblings and the thunderings, and you'll release it in the earth. And I call forth right now guitarists, bass players. I call forth percussionists. I call forth stringed instruments. I call forth brass instruments. And I call them forth, let this house be sp- filled with the fullness of sound that will release all kinds of sounds. Father, I call it forth those who know how to declare the word of the Lord through an instrument and will flow together in unity and flow together in unison. I declare over you the spirit of unity, the Psalm 133 anointing that will flow down all the way through and flow out and go into the region and the territory and bring forth heaven's atmosphere. Yeah, so and I say to you, take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets and watch what I do. Take it to the hot spots. Watch what I do, for I release over you, fire, 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 fire. fire! 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 Fire. Numerous teams, Lord. Numerous teams. Numerous teams. Evangelistic teams. Healing teams. Worship teams. Fire of God. It's time. Run with fire. Run with fire. Run with fire. full provision protection over their children ha <laughs> watch what i do in the children says the lord watch what i do you ain't seen nothing yet
1: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and release praise. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just really feel like we all need to say just like Mary tonight, corporately.
0: Lord, be it unto us according to your word. let say it. Be it unto us, Lord, according to your word. Be it unto me,
1: There's not an invisible man standing at the keyboard. If it is, it's an angel. (laughs) It's called a sustain pedal. Praise the Lord. It's been a mighty, mighty night. Isn't it great how the Lord just pours out His love, pours out His spirit? So good. Those of you that are visiting with us tonight, thanks for being with us. Those of you online, thank you for being with us. Are we still online back there? We're still online. Wow. wow. God bless you guys. Man, what a mighty night it's been, really. What a beautiful, mighty night it's been. Isn't it great? To God be the glory. I know a, a number of families have already slipped out. We, we get it. So, listen, guys, we bless you. We love you. We do. We love you. We bless you. Have a miracle week. Have a miracle, miracle week. Amen. Expect it. Expect a miracle week, a breakthrough week, right, Deb? Amen. Love you guys. Love you guys. You're so blessed. We're, we're so blessed. This couples we're, we're all blessed. Give somebody a hug tonight. Yeah, Shane and Janique are, listen, Shane and Janique are at the table. For those of you that can sign up to go out on the streets and pass out flyers in the neighborhood for our upcoming outreach, those of you that would like to serve at the outreach, go see Shane and Janique at the bookstore tonight and sign up, okay? Good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go
1: to our website at VictoryFLA.com or download the Victory FLA app.